We'll begin at the Mishnah, Mem Beis, Amad Beis. So the Mishnah continues along with Mother Hana, angry people. So if a person is Mother Hana, he says, I'm not going to write shipments, I'm not going to have enough from Ruvain. So what we're saying is that the person who's usher to have an Ashimin from Ruvain cannot borrow from him, nor can he lend Ruvain, which we're going to try to understand. That's a lesson of Shal. Yashilenu Yishal. Yilvenu lo Yilva. So the Ron explains what's it's also borrowing, right? And you can't lend to him. What, what does it mean? What's the difference? Uh, Shal is a lesson when you're borrowing something to use and then you're going to return that thing Be'en. Yilvenu is regards to money. You lend money, that's meant to be spent. So it's just a different lush and a different term. Um, but it really means the same thing. You can't borrow. If you're usher to have anah, you can't borrow and you can't lend. Okay, now the third case is lo yimkar. You can't sell to him lo yikach So we're going to have to address this because we had a sugi on Lama. But I'll forget to that at the end of the sugi. So now first, let's learn the Gemara with the girsa saran, which is a lot simpler than the girsa as we have it, which will cover the first four lines. And if you just read the top line of the ran, we understand exactly where he's going. Bishlam lo yilmimenu Right, so you any of these three, and then we have to explain So any of those three, I understand why the person who doesn't have hanah can't borrow money or other things because that's considered hanah, and he also can't buy. Now, what type of buying are we talking about over here? So let's go back into the sugi of, of lamina. Remember, there's different types of sales that benefit different types of people. Just the basic idea we said was if it's a standard general sale and the pricing is fixed. Right, so regular market, everything's at MSRP, okay, regular standard retail price, that's considered a benefit to both. So in the Mishnah back over there, we said, therefore, if you were Mudr Hana, actually there we said Nikol Yisrael, which we'll show on at the, at the end of the sugya. so you have to, if you're buying, you have to pay a little extra money to put yourself at a disadvantage. If you're selling, you have to sell it for a little cheaper to put yourself at a disadvantage so that it's not considered Hana. Okay, so what the Ron's now saying is like this, so we have to be talking about what case can't you buy, you can't, if you're Lekef, the case you're not allowed to, which means you're not allowed to borrow because that's considered, meaning I'm not allowed to borrow because I'm also to have enough from you. So that's considered a benefit. I can't buy, which case is considered a benefit buying? That is Zrina Chavifer, right? It's a hot market. The items are in demand and the pricing is fixed. So you can't mark to market. You can't mark up the price. You can't raise the price to the market. So you, where the pricing is fixed and, it's, and it's, it, they're in demand, that's considered a benefit to the Lekef. So the question is, now, let's line it up in order. If, if I understand I must sort of have enough from you, I can't borrow. And I can't buy something when it's going to advantage me. But if we're talking about it, so number one, why can't I lend you? Question number one. Question number two is specific to the, the Memkar case. If we're talking about a situation where it's advantageous to the buyer, therefore I can't buy from you. So if it's advantageous to the buyer, it's negative to the seller. So I should be able to sell to you. Okay, so, and it's the same question, we just have to line it up in the Meicher by understanding the different types of sales. Okay, so that takes us all the way to the fifth line, Amr of Yesi Bar Chanina, Kigoyin Shenodro Hana Zemizeh. Okay, simple answer is that we were Neider Hana, one from the other. Okay, and that's why it's, it's a two-way street. We're both also from each other, and therefore, neither can have Hana, but really there would be nothing wrong with, if I'm also to have Hana from you, with me lending you something, just happens to be the specifics of this case, they're both usher to each other. Now, the Ran here says, okay, well, if so, what's, what's the Kiddush of the case? They're usher to each other, so why did the Mishnah have to, uh, why do I have to write this Mishnah? It's Pasha, I'm not going to have enough from you. So, it's, so he says that it's coming to tell us in line with the theme of 
the fourth parak, which we've pretty much had, we started the fourth parak saying this, that it's Rebbe Lazar, that Vitor is Aser. That meaning, I'm not going to borrow from you, that might, can, might be considered Vitor, things that people don't really care about, right? And that Vitor is a Mavater, right? I don't, if I don't care about it, so then, if I don't care about it, and I'm okay with it, so then maybe we consider it's not a Hana, so the Chiddush would be Vitor is Aser. That's answer number one. Okay, answer number two is, um, Abaya Amar, Gezerah Lishol Mishom Lahashil. No, it's a Gzeira. Okay, meaning the reason you're not allowed, the reason, the reason I am not allowed, Shimon, I'm not allowed to lend you something is because it's normal, right? We've now established a, a, a cadence of our relationship where you're going to lend me, I'm going to borrow from you, and that's a problem. So I can't, Shimon, who's also have enough from Ruvain, can't lend Ruvain something because we're afraid that he might come to borrow something. Okay, now the question is, and the Ron really tries to, Bechem Bekulu, Gezerah. It's a Gezerah. So, right, we ask, I understand why Shimon can't have Hana, he can't borrow, that's Hana, but why can't he lend? That's not Hana. Ah, because it's Xera. once you start lending, you might come to borrow. Now, let's apply this to the case of, uh, the case of Layikachmen of Layimkarimenu. Now, the problem is that we had a case in the Gemara, right, in Daflamet Aleph, where we discussed the different examples, right, the different types of sales. Zuyna Harifa, hot market, Zuyna that's a, a soft market, right? We use the example of uh, matzos trying to sell somebody uh, matzos after, after Pesach and the price is fixed. You can't mark it down to price, so that's obviously going to benefit the seller. Nobody needs matzos after Pesach, right? And then there's a middle sale, right, which is stuff right in the middle. So, so we, we discuss that there. Now, when we have the sugya on Lam and Aleph, the problem is that we didn't make any sort of xeris. Here, now we're saying, according to, according to Abaya, it's xera. Right? Even though we're talking about a situation where the seller is benefit, meaning it's Zvina it's, it's, it's Harifa, it's a fast, it's a hot market, and the pricing's fixed, so it benefits the seller. So we didn't make it, here we're now saying it's Xera, which means I also, even if I'm, if I'm the seller in that situation and it's benefiting him, I still can't sell it to him. What are you talking about? We said on the Sugiyah on Lamed Aleph that we had to establish the case that it's a middle sale situation and that's why you have to create a benefit. And we, we didn't make it exactly. We never discussed Gezer there. So what's the difference? So the Ron brings in the Shita Saramam and he says it's a big difference. That over there, you were the Hasam Kivan the Mikulu Yisrael Nadar. Over there, what was the Nadar on Daflam and Aleph that he made? He said, he said that I'm not going to have, right, She'eni Nena Mi Yisrael, the entire nation. And therefore, so if we have to make him, um, make him transact only with, because of his nether, only with Goyim, that is going to be the round says Trichel Milsa. Others explain it that it's, we, want to, we, want to, we want people to stay away from doing business with Akam if we, if we have to. So the point is that over there, the Chachamim warned Geyser. It's only over here when what did you do? You ushered one specific individual, so then we have no problem saying, you know what, Gezerah. Even though, even though you are the seller and he is going to benefit, we can make Gezerah saying that still you can't sell to him because you might come to buy from him where it's going to benefit you. Okay, so again, the difference is individual versus Kuli Yisrael. That's the difference over here. Let's move on to the next Mishnah. Amar Loi, so in the theme of angry people making the Dharam. So Amar Loi, so again, the Muda, right? So again, Shimon in our case says to Ruvain, Hashalini Parascha. Ruvain, can I please borrow your, your para, your cow? I need to plow my field. Amar Loi. So Ruvain says, Eina Penuya. Sorry, it's unavailable. It's in use. Amar, Shimon's not so happy. He wants to plow his field now. So what do angry people do? They make a nether. Einim, 
I am never going to use your cow to plow my field. Right? I, your cow is us to ever plow my field. Now, <clears throat> so if, let's say, normally he would plow his own field, right? if you want to use a modern example, I want to borrow your lawnmower to mow. If I mow my own lawn, so then what you're basically saying is, I will never use your lawnmower to mow my lawn. I will never use your cow to plow my lawn. So then who usher? So you're right. Then the nether is only effective on you. Behold the mutarim. What you, what, you, what, you, what you meant to make with your nether was since you normally would mow your lawn, you would normally plow your field, okay, with whatever available lawnmower or cow to plow was available. So since you, that's the way you normally do, so what we're saying is your nether is only going to be effective to say that you, since you normally do it, can't plow your field with his, with his shark. Or mow your lawn with his lawnmower, okay? Um, however, other people, there's no problem. Meaning, what we're saying is that as a result of your nether, the, we're limiting the nether that only you can't plow your field with his cow. But someone else can plow your field. The higher gardener, he can, come ahead, he can go ahead and plow your field with his cow. Your field. Not your field, right? But the point is, yes, yes. You know, it sounds like on the nether, you're ossering his sure to ever plow your field. But since you, what we're saying is since you normally, since you normally plow, what you really only ossered was that you weren't going to use his cow to plow his field, but other people can use his cow. And if this is, however, if he normally doesn't plow anyway, so then we have to say that the nether is a much more uh, a wide-reaching neder. So then, and then you have to say that everyone's going to be aser because he never normally plows anyways. Elamai, what you must have been, your neder must be chal on what? On asering his cow to ever plow your field. Because it couldn't be on you plowing with his cow because you would never plow with his cow anyways. Okay. Now, so really, that, that really, and in some gears, this is actually part of the last Mishnah. What shaykhis? Where were we? Because we're now we're going to move on to an entirely new, right in the middle of mission, entirely new sugya. Entirely new, that's going to take us for a couple of blocks. The, the question is, what is this case? Why did the Mishnah feel compelled to list it? So there are some gearses that have it with the last one, with the last mission, and really the way they explain it is that even though in the last mission we said, you are also, you can never borrow anything, I could find a case, there is an exception where you actually are allowed to borrow something, meaning you can't use it to apply your field, but you can borrow it even though you are mudr hana, you can borrow it, again, based on the lush of what, what we understand, what you had meant in that situation, you can actually end up borrowing it because you really didn't answer yourself. You asked, you, uh, you, sorry, you only answered yourself to plow, but you can borrow it out and have somebody else plow. And that would be okay. So we're just coming to say an exception where we said a general rule that a mudr hana can never borrow something. We could find the case where you could borrow something. Period, right? But a big, big fat period here in the middle of the Mishnah. Okay. So now a normal situation. Okay. So... Shimon says, I'm never going to have enough from you. Okay, now the problem is he runs out of food. He's got nothing to eat. So the Madir Ruvain can now go to the Chenveni, and he says the following declaration. So Shimon decided that he can't have any Hana from me, Ruvain. Okay. I don't know what to do. Okay, meaning the problem is that Ruvain can't make this chenveni a shliach. 
Like we saw this before, if he makes a shliach, so then it's going to be considered a direct benefit to Shimon. So Ruvain basically makes a declaration in front of the Chem, and he's saying, I know you generally give him food, he doesn't have any money. So now the Chenveni can go ahead and give money to Shimon, who's also having off from Ruvain, and Ruvain can pay the bill. Okay, so again, he's avoiding shlichus. The other important thing here is that it's not shlichus, and therefore Ruvain isn't, isn't committing to anything. And therefore, really, the Chenveni, at his option, and the Ran says this, Ruvain, imratza ka'amar. If Ruvain wants to pay the bill, the Chenbini can go to Ruvain and say, look, you, you gave me this advice to, to go ahead and take care of Shimon, who is allowed to have enough from you. It's not shlichus. Right, we had, remember we had the three Lashonis, that only if you specifically said in regards to get, or in regards to get, we said it that you should write a get for my wife. Again, so it's only considered shlichus if there's some sort of command. Over here, you didn't make a command. What did you do? You said, this guy's struggling. He needs food. I know he shops here. I know he shops here. Okay, what am I supposed to do? Okay, and therefore, again, he could also make a declaration saying, right, whoever takes care of this guy won't lose out. Again, but the point is you're not making shlichus, okay? So that is the first example. Again, this is a situation, I want to make two points and then discuss a third point. Number one, he never appointed him as a shliach, okay? And number two, he didn't front any money. At the end, maybe the chenveni can come and give him money later, but he didn't front any money. Now, what's interesting is the case that it says in the Mishnah, we made it a point in the Mishnah to say, the guy doesn't have any food. The question is, is this dafka? What happens if I just want to get Shimon food and I go to the chenveni and do the same thing, even though he has money, right? I want to get around my nether. Would that work? So the Rush and Taisus both say, Orcha de Milsa, that it's la dafka. The Mishnah is just mentioning what is the normal situation, why he'd want to get around the nether is because the guy needs it. But Orcha de Milsa, meaning that there's really this, this whole situation would work even if Shimon had money and Ruben was just trying to benefit him anyways. Okay? Um, however, they, they, the Mepharshim bring down the Medayik from the Ran and the Seifa by, um, by one of the other cases that there's a diuk that says that it's over there, since it's Shaloy Lutzarech Mezainais, that's the Chiddush of the case over there. That's when you're talking about doing repairs and things like that. But for right now, the, 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 the diuk is that the Ran would hold that it's Dafka. Okay, so we have Machlekes Rishainim, at least according to some of our in the Ran, when we said over here, can you only employ this, uh, this, back, this, this back channel way of getting this guy Mezainais if he doesn't have food or even if he does. Now, let's see the next case. Hayya, base I live, nice. So let's say Shimon needed to build a house. Again, Ruvain, uh, okay, Ruvain could theoretically help him with it, except that he, Shimon answered himself to have enough from Ruvain. Hayya, base I live, nice. Gidre, like, or he had a fence to repair. So they looked, sorry, he had a field that needed cutting, that needed harvesting. Hoylech ate a lapoyalim. So now, <coughs> Ruben can go to the workers. Okay, and this is what's the chiddush of this case? The loizu afzu. Okay, meaning again, all the situations in this case are the same. The people who have the ability to take care of him, Ruben can't. He Ruben goes to somebody who has the ability. In the first case, it's the chenveni in regards to food. In the second case, it's the construction workers that are going to go ahead or 
or field workers who can harvest his field and figure out a way. And he can go ahead and make the same declaration, Moaseh, so there's no shlichus, again, no shlichus, and he's not giving the money up front, right? So he's making it known that Shimon is in need of something and wink, wink, nod, nod, uh, he'll take care of it afterwards. But it's not a shlichus, okay? So, and the Chiddush here, this is what we spoke on in the Ran, is that even though it's not Litzarech Mazenus, you might think that the Chum only allowed this sort of back-channel arrangement when it came to food. It's a basic life. Kamash Malan, that even if the guy to build or do repairs or harvest his field, not necessarily for food purposes, okay, that we can go ahead and do this as well. That's the way the Ran speaks out. Now, the, what's the third example? Let's say they're there. They're traveling along the way. And the mother doesn't have what to eat. Now here, okay, now here I just want to point out, again, here, again, the Mishnah again says, so we said before, when we had, when we said, we said it was a machlekes, ran and rush, whether it's dafka. The ran holds that it's only, we can only use this back channel if he is in need of food. The rush and hold that it's lav dafka. However, over here, and I want to point out why in a second, Okay? So I, there's a, let's say there's a third party. Reuven and Shimon are traveling on the way. There's a third party. It's, 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 it's there as well. So Reuven, right, again, Reuven can't benefit Shimon. Shimon said he's not going to have enough from Reuven. So Reuven can go ahead and give the, give the food to Itzik, and Itzik can go ahead and matana and give it to somebody else. So here, it's dafka. The, even the rush is going to agree over here because here, what am I doing? I'm giving the money ahead of time. That's considered a benefit and therefore, that's, we're only going to allow this in a situation where he doesn't have food. So we hear the chilek in the cases. In the first case, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm making a declaration, not appointing a shlichus and you, the chenveni, are going ahead and giving him food. Over here, I'm giving you food and you're going to give it to him. It's more direct and therefore we only would allow it. Even the rush will agree in this case, in the seifa, that we're only going to allow it when he doesn't have food. Okay, now what happens if there is let's say there's nobody else there. So what do you do? Nobody else is there. So you put it on top of a rock, you put the food on top of a rock or on a fence. And you say, These are hefker. Okay, so you're mafker it. And the other guy can take it, he can be kainet. Okay, mafker, Ruvain is, is, is mafker it, and Shimon can now be kainet. <coughs> Rabbi Yaisi says, No, sorry, you cannot do this. We have to understand why. Zak de Gemara. And this is what's going to be called the sugya of Hefker de Yesi, which will basically take us to the end of the parak. Amar of Yechanan. My time at the Rav Yesi. Why is it the Rav Yesi holds that you can't be mafker, that Reuven can't be mafker, leave it on the cellar, be mafker it, and Shimon, go ahead and take it. Okay, why? Because kasavar hefker kematana. Because Rav Yesi holds that hefker is like a matana. In what way? I want to talk about exactly what it means. What does it mean, Kamatana? Ma matana adasya merishus noisin rishus makabel. How does a matana work? How does a matana work? That it goes from one, Reuven gives Shimon a matana. Okay? So therefore, af hefker adasya rishus zeicha. It's not considered hefker until it gets to the rishus of the. Zaycha. So before we get, just just try to understand some of the lumbus over here, just some of the questions. The mechanisms, so to speak, of Hefker, which we're going to discuss a lot over the next two Davim, okay? But the, the, the basic two, they're short, very short Davim, but um, a lot of, of lumbus here. Okay, so the, the basic idea is in, in Hefker, what we have to address 
Okay, so again, Rav Yesi is holding, it's going to work like Matana, which means it's yours until the other guy takes it. So what in Rav Yesi is Hefker actually doing? And what are the Rabbanon hold? What is Hefker actually doing? I'm, I go ahead and I make a declaration. Okay, I go ahead and I say this is Hefker. What did you do? Were you Masalik it? How did you give up Ayyidei Dibar? How did you give up something that was in your Rishos? Just by going ahead and saying... And then what, what, what's the issue with Rishos? So there's many different ways to try to understand the lum. This is different than the Gdali So I'll explain one Mahalach, okay, that, that will just, just to really just to understand how Hefker is working and it will just open up so we have some basic Havana we could find places to understand. So when something is made Hefker, and this is, that's in the Yisrael Rav Shimon says, Rav Shimon Shkab says that when something is made Hefker, so you're basically giving anybody else you're essentially making it available to somebody else, okay? Which is what he calls, it's miyached l'schus kol adam. You're saying, it, anybody could be zeichet in it. I'm making it available. So I'm taking something that's mine, I'm making it available to somebody else. The problem is that the Rabbanon hold that taking something that's yours and making it free, avail, available to anybody, is the antithesis of ownership. And therefore, all you your deeper of hefker, it, it's... It's mesulik from you. It goes out of your rishos, okay? Because it's a two-step process. Number one, you said anybody can take it. Well, since anybody can take it, is the, is, doesn't work together with the concept of bailas. So therefore, it's automatically going to be mesulik. It's pucka goes out of your rishos, okay? And therefore, automatically, hefker is a status, okay? It automatically is no longer yours. It's public property. It's out of your rishos as soon as you are mafkar, since you made it available to anybody. However, Rabbi Yesi holds, and we have to understand because we said it's kimatana. It's not exactly, hefker kimatana. It's not exactly matana. It's kimatana. What does that mean? So Rabbi Yesi holds, the way they explain the lambdas is like this. That Deber, yes, it can make it available to anybody else. But the problem is that you can't, you need a zechia to take it. I have to do an action. A Deber can't take it out of my own property. I can't remove myself from the goof of this with just a Deber. So what happens? You're making it available to anybody. Somebody comes and is kind of, does a zechiyah on it. Then, with their kinyin, that will be mafkiyat from his rishos and bring it to the other rishos. Except, and that is a matana, right? Essentially, what's a matana? I like to give you something. It's specific. I like to give it to you. And therefore, it's considered mine until I give it to you, right? So it's, this is kizachi. The only difference here, why we say it's kimatana, is that there's like a split second. There's one rega. Okay, the way he says it is that rega kaidem zechias hazoicha chala hafkas bailas. Okay, so that there's a one second difference. It's it's almost exactly like a matana, except it's a one split second moment. Okay, there's a one split second moment in which it goes out of the rishos of the mafkir, the person who owned it before, and goes into the rishos of the zeicha. When he makes when he makes his chos, it's like for that second before. Exactly when, how. Okay. So, meaning, so the point is, why is that important? It's important because in order for it to be hefker, le'inyin, and really what we're going to discuss for a lot of our sugya, mostly tomorrow, and I'll quote something, I'll, I'll quote the Makar for this uh, at the beginning of tomorrow's daf, but that it, what's, a, what's the difference, nafkamina, if something is hefker or not? It's whether it's going to be potter from maestras. So in order, it's kimatana. If it's exactly a matana, meaning if I give you something, 
That's why in Rabbi Yossi, if I give you something, it's always going to be chayv and meiser. If I'm mafia or something and you take it, even in Rabbi Yossi, that it works kimatana, there's a split second in between which it was ownerless, but that's only once this is a zechia. Okay, and therefore that says it was ownerless. Well, if it's ownerless, it's going to be potter for meiser, so there's a potter meiser based on that. Okay, so that's what we mean, hefker kimatana, that it's almost going from miyad, the mafkia, which is like the nicein, to the kana, to the zaycha. Okay, so that is what Rabbi Yechanan says. My time is Rabbi Yechanan. So again, what's the problem over here? Since it works kimatana, so I can't put it on a rock, right? Shimon, Shimon's also to have enough from Reuven. Reuven can't put it on a rock and, have, and say I'm, I'm mafkirit. According to the Rabbanon, as soon as you said you were mafkirit, so Reuven's bilis goes off. He's no longer considered bilim on it. Shimon is kind of, no problem. Reuven didn't benefit Shimon. But if Reuven is considered, it's considered Berushu Sa'i, he is, as soon as he puts it on the rock, Okay, it's still his, and Shimon picks it up. It's like he's taking it directly from Ruvay, not considered Hanan, and therefore it's going to be Usr. So that's how Rav Yechon explains Shitas Rubesi. Masav Rababa. So Rababa asked the following question. Again, we're trying to understand, it's like a, a case, very similar to our Mishnah. So we just go a little bit more. There's a Brysa that says the same thing as our Mishnah, Rabbi Yesi Asers, and he says, Amosai, when do I say that it's going to be Aser? Meaning, if Ruvain puts the food on a rock, is Mafkirit, and Shimon takes it, that it's, when Rabbi Yesi holds, according to Rabbi Yechanan, that it's like a Batana, Amosai, Bizman Shinodru Kadim Lafkirit. That's if you made the nether first, and then you were Mafkirit. Let's say you were mafkirit first. It was already hefker. So Ruvain had, you know, let's say they're walking on the road and Ruvain had put food on a rock and then Shimon says, I'm never going to have enough from you. And it turns out, whoops, Shimon needs food. So then Shimon would be able to take it. Now, it sounds like this is a neder, right? The way we just explained it, this has nothing to do with the timing. If we're talking about the mechanics of Hefker, meaning the reason why Rabbi Yehsi holds, according to Rabbi Yehsi, the reason why Rabbi Yehsi holds that Shimon is not allowed to be kind of this from Hefker is because until Shimon takes it, it's considered beyond Ruvain, the, the high new direct benefit. Hefker won't work to create a separation. To make no difference at all. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Who Moisev law, but whom Mishani law? That Rav Abba answers, Kol Hanoider, ain't daita amasha hefkir. That I excluded this. You're right. This is not, we're not talking about the mechanism of hefkir. But the thing is, the, the deal is, when I make a neder, when I shimin, in this case, really it would go both ways. Whether Ruvain asserted shimin on his things or shimin asserted himself on Ruvain's things, the das of the neder would only be on things that he currently owns. And there, if, therefore, you were, if he was mafkaret, meaning even though it's considered still in his rishos, technically, but that's not included in neder, what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm asking myself on your things. That's not considered your thing. Yes, technically, he's in your rishos, but my das doesn't go on things that you were mafkar already. Okay, and therefore, so it's a carve-out for this. Okay, since he was mafkaret, the das of the neder is not to answer himself on things, and that's why timing is important in this b'risa. Okay, frakti gemara... Now, Masiv Rava, Miktsasun Risha and Vikula and Lashani. We got a Girsa change this in the Ran um, to explain this with the Ran. The Russian places have a different shot, but I, I'm going to explain it with the Ran. Two wildly different cases. So the, the way the Ran's going to read this is Masiv Rava, Miktsasun Risha and Vikula and Lashani. So the case is that 
he has two avadim. He gives some of his possessions to the first Evan, and then he gives kulan l'sheni, everything to the second Evan. So now, before we continue reading, so like this, we know that Masha kana Evan kana rabbi. So when he gives some things to the first Evan, so then that really wasn't a giving. Okay? Because he didn't give everything to the first Evan. More importantly, only with giving everything would he then give the Evan himself, essentially freeing him and allowing him to actually get anything. So it's like this catch-22. So he gave the second Eved everything, which means the second Eved owns not only what the first Eved owns, but also the first Eved, because he gave everything. So the second Eved now gets himself everything that the guy had, and whatever he gave to the first Eved goes to him. Okay, so then we have to say, you have to change this, Shani Kana, Rishain, and the Gears of the Ran is, okay, that the Rishain is, the Rishain is not Kana. Okay, so the Shani is kind of Rishain like Kana. Now the question is, okay, so where's our Kasha? The, and the round says this at the end. The problem is, it's problematic. Why do we say that the second guy is even kind of the first Eved? We should say, when I give it to the second guy, it shouldn't be all what I already gave away. Okay? So the problem is, fundamentally, the Achorinim say that you could be Machalik. By, by a Matana, it was, it's again, it's direct handover. It's the difference between Matana and Hafker. So by Matana, it's in my hand. So when I gave it, I can be Machalak. Over here by Hefker, we can say by Nadarim that ain't Daito because he was, ma- he was Mafkia himself from it. Now, he still technically owns it, but he was Mafkia. So there's a difference. Like I said, there's, there's not that much easier to understand, but the Russian Taisus have a different Girsa. They understand it more like the Pasha Girsa of the Gemara, and they say it's talking about a Matana Shchidmera. I ain't Shem if you want, but it's equally as complex. The, the point here is, is that if you're going to say that when you give something, because you're also going to end up at the same thing. Over there, he's going to matna you're giving. So if you're giving, the point is, if you're giving something to a, a Rishon, and then you're giving everything to a Shani, so how could you say that when you give everything to the Shani, it's also what you gave to the Rishon? I, when you give to the second person, just like we're saying, what he was already, what he was already mafgir. So, and, and that's the question to the point here. In which case, we're now going to slug up Ella Amar Rava. So Rava, we're going to slug this up. That you're right. That really, Reb you Reb Yechanan are wrong. Rava says Reb Yechanan's wrong. Okay? That the reason Reb is not because, the reason Reb is not because it's technically considered in Ruvain's hand, even though he's mafkered and puts it on the rock until Shimon takes it. But rather, the whole reason Rabbi Yaisi says you can't do this mountain space chayrin, which means that is a situation where a father was usher to have enough from his son, um, and the son wanted his father to be there, so he had somebody else make the wedding, okay, and then the somebody else didn't want to include the father. And the son basically says, well, what do you mean? The whole reason that I brought you in here, we're going to have this case in a little bit, is to invite my father. Right, so again, we see that it's kind of being done al-tanai, and therefore it's, it's a gzera. So, as the, I'll read the words of the Ran, Medina, Vadayafil Rabbi Yesi Shari. In other words, to do this, Hefker Medin, 
Again, Rav Yechanan was saying that there's something structurally wrong with Hefker to work in this case because it's like a matana. He says, no, Rav Yechanan is not saying that. <coughs> really, when he was mafkaret, it left his rishos. You, Rav Yechanan, are wrong, says Rava. It left his rishos. It's gone. Since we know in this situation, anytime you're mafkar something with a real intent and a purpose of where you want it to go, really, we know what you wanted. The problem is that even when he said beferish, he gave it as a matana. Okay, so therefore, it's a gzera that hafker like this won't work. Rav says, won't, we won't allow it to work because it's too close to a matana. But it's not because technically Hefker works like a matana. We categorically argue on this whole thing. Now, just FYI, we're going to continue in the sugya assuming Rav We're going to ask all sorts of kashas in Rav At the end, the Rana will say that anyways, we don't possibly like that because Itaisev Rav Yechanan, Rav up Rav okay? And the reason Rav is only Gzeira, but for the purposes and discussions of the next daf and a half, Okay, we're going to be discussing Rav Yesi as the way Rav Yechanan understood it, that Rav Yesi holds Hefker, uh, of Rav, Hefker, Hefker de Rav Yesi is, works like a matana, meaning that until Shimon, until Shimon takes it, is, is Zeche in it, it's considered Biyad Rubin. We'll stop here.